You're tuned into the God Put Me Up On Game podcast. This is the podcast for winners. I'm Kristen R. Harris, your host, and I'm here to share all that good, good game. So grab your pen and pad because when God speaks, you better take notes. Remember, God puts us up on that good game because he wants us to win. All right, winners, let's huddle up and get into this week's good game. Hey, winners, what's going on? Happy, happy 2023. I know I'm tardy to the party, but this is the first episode that I am releasing this year. So I wanted to say happy new year. Thank you guys for rocking out with the God Put Me Up On Game podcast. You know it means the world to me. Let me just say that last November, I just thought about this last night. I was laying in my bed and I realized that last November officially the podcast turned four, four years old. That's big, right? So um, I am actually planning something for this year 2023 i'm super excited we're gonna celebrate big when we turn five you guys know five is a milestone birthday and so we're gonna do it big this year just throwing that out there more to come on that but i'm excited about what god is doing with and through god put me up on game let me apologize right now if i sound a little froggy I got an itchy throat, um, was coughing all night, just trying to get this under wraps, but I was committed to releasing this first episode of the year, this first episode of season five. Woo! I need some sound effects over here, um, but super excited about that. So I, w- I wanted to remain committed to the promise that I made to myself that I would get on here and I would come and talk to you guys. You know, this is my sweet spot. So, you know, I miss you all so much, but welcome to those of you who this is your first time coming down to the winter circle. Listen, pull up a seat, get in. We love to invite new people down to the winter circle. This is not a you can't sit with us type of situation. We welcome all people, all winners down to the circle. If, if, if you like to win, you are more than welcome to come down to the winter circle and get put up on this good, good game. I have so much to say. So much that I probably will not or may not um, get everything out in this episode. I like to keep them down to 30 minutes, give or take a few minutes, but I have a lot to say. So I don't know if I will get it all done. This may be a part one and a part two, but of course, before I get into the good, good game, I wanted to share um, a message that I received. I actually received this message back in November. I don't think I saw it in November, but um, when I did, I did respond, but it was such a beautiful message brought me to tears every time I get a message from you guys um, it just warms my heart you have no idea how your words push me not just to continue to record on this podcast but oftentimes when I receive your messages you don't know but the Lord knows that I need to hear that in the moment you know last year was a real tough tough season for me and so every message every review every dm every inbox email whatever you sent thank you so i wanted to read this one really quickly i got this on facebook in the god put me up one game inbox and it's from sophia baker hey sophia thank you so much for listening 
She says, this woman is a true blessing to me and others. She speaks positively truth and understanding. She knows the Bible and gives great insight on deeper messages that some may not see. She motivates me to do something that I was fearful to do just by listening to her story. I pray that you continue to have great success, support, and strength for the higher elevations you are about to experience. Thank you so much for your dedication. No, thank you, Sophia, for these words, honey, because that, um, just hearing that my story has motivated you to do something that you were afraid to do. If I don't ever do anything else on this podcast, that is more than enough for me. So I thank you for that. And I'm praying that you are pushing through that fear and you are getting it done, um, whatever it is. And I, I'm grateful that my story can be that inspiration. It has always been my goal to live a life in, in such a way that People can look at me and say, because she persevered, I didn't give up. Because she was able to do this, I know that I too can do whatever it is God has called me to do or accomplish my dreams. And so that means the world to me. And I also really appreciate the prayer because I do believe that there are um, higher elevations upon us. And I'm super excited to see what God is going to do. So thank you so much, Sophia. Listen, winners, let's huddle up because like I said, I have a lot to say and I really wanted to kind of chop it up with you guys before I jumped into this good game. But I think all the chopping up will come out just in our conversation as we kind of walk through this. So um, as I shared on the last episode, the last one that I recorded for 22 I told you guys that I had received a breast cancer diagnosis back in July of last year. As you can imagine, I was devastated. Um, That thing shook me to the core. I had already been through so much for the first half of the year. So to get that diagnosis in the second half of the year was like, okay, God, like what's really going on? And so um, in the coming weeks or the coming months or whatever, future episodes, I will share more about my story because I want to tell you just some things that I did. I want to give you guys some practical information. I do believe that I, I walked through this thing, not just for me, but for so many other people. And I am going to be vocal and I am going to share. Actually, I do believe that's why my throat is, is cutting the food right now. And I'm coughing and all type of stuff because the enemy don't want me to talk, y'all. Like there has been an attack on my life, on my voice, on the things that I have to share. But nevertheless, that food gets no glory around here. So we're going to keep on pushing through and to God be all the glory. So anyway, um, I, I got that diagnosis in July, um, did a complete overhaul of just my diet and my lifestyle. And again, we'll talk about that in the coming days. But um, what I really want to talk about today, I kind of want to start from where I am today and then we'll begin to work backwards uh, in the coming days and we'll talk about the things that I did to get here. But I am currently in recovery mode and um, I've been sharing this with everyone, anyone who will listen to me. I've been sharing with them just this revelation that the Lord has given me. And so I would be remiss not to hop on here with the winners and give you guys this information because this is so key. So a good friend of mine 
shared or a good sister friend I call her my sister she's more like a sister to me she shared a message with me um, I think at the beginning of the year like right maybe two weeks into January and she said listen I want you to listen to this and so I listened to the message it was a sermon or whatever being preached at a church and um, the gentleman he shared what he said is the cycle that we go through we fight we win we recover and so the problem is that for many of us we fight we win but we never go through that recovery phase and so um, I'm going to dive into that a little bit but that's where I am and the Lord had to reveal that to me so when I heard him say those words fight win recover that thing just resonated with me and I took it back to the Lord I'm like God okay I do believe that all last year I fought I fought to live. I fought to keep my mind right because as a man thinketh, so is he. So I had to make sure that my mind was okay, that I was not um, allowing everything that was happening around me to penetrate my brain space and cause me to spiral down into depression or negativity. Because you guys know I've battled depression before and I have vowed that I am never going back there. And then even more than that, I had to make sure that I remain positive. Positive. I needed my body, my physical body to respond to what my mind was thinking. So I had to stay positive. So I fought to remain in that place. I fought to believe the promises of God. I fought to, to stand on the words that had been released over me, the words that he had given to me directly, the words that I had read when I opened my Bible, the words that people were coming to prophetically speak over my life and speak over my healing. I had to fight to agree to come into agreement with those words because you know that when when you're in a situation it's hard to come into agreement with something <laughs> that is totally contrary to what you're experiencing right so I was in the fight of my life but I know I won I got to the victory I, I hit that victory lap and so the Lord is like yes you fought the good fight you won but now we got to over to 2023 and you know how we are, especially those of you who are like me, you know, you're very driven, entrepreneurial, um, you, you like to crush goals. And mind you, I didn't crush that many goals last year. <laughs> the goal that I, I crushed was staying alive and praise God, because I can't do anything else if I'm not alive. So that was the goal that I crushed and, and remaining faithful and making sure that my faith did not waver. So those are major goals, but they weren't like those tangible goals that I had set regarding my business or you know different things like that so when I got over to this year I hit the ground running I'm like yes all right we're about to do this but only I didn't really hit the ground running because I was so what I realized now I was traumatized <laughs> and so I wanted to hit the ground running in my mind I was running but I wasn't really going anywhere because Fear of even stepping out there again had me had, had me stuck. Right um, when you know that you're doing right things and 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 for that opposition is going to arise, it shouldn't make us fall back. But when you go through attack after attack after attack, as I did on last year, it kind of makes you like, okay, <laughs> should I do this? Maybe I should just live my life in the in the background nice and quiet and stop talking so much and stop ruffling so many feathers and so it, I likened it to um, when 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 you're jumping double dutch right and the girls are turning 
and let me just add I do not know how to jump double dutch so this is just what I see because <laughs> I don't know I don't necessarily do this but when they're turning the rope and the the jumper she's waiting on the right moment to enter that enter the, the the ropes enter between the two ropes and so that's how I felt it's like I was standing outside just bouncing back and forth trying to wait for the moment to jump in and get this year started and I couldn't and I couldn't find my rhythm and I was too afraid that I was going to get slapped in the face with the rope and that's when the Lord after I heard that message he said that's because it's not time for you to jump out there you're in recovery you fight you win and then you recover if you don't recover what happens is when you get ready to go into the next fight you're still bruised and battered and tattered and carrying a bunch of baggage into the next fight which makes it harder for you to overcome that and of course you you'll win we're winners we're victorious but how much easier would it be if you shed yourself and rid yourself of the 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 baggage of the trauma that you're carrying and so that's what the Lord began to to minister to me he said Chrissy you're suffering from unhealed trauma I'm like, what? Trauma? I'm alive. I didn't die. I made it. You know, I'm, I'm still intact. I still have my hair. You know, it may sound shallow, but at the beginning, at the onset of this, this, this diagnosis, I was like, so I got to watch my hair fall out. I have my hair and the only way it's falling is coming out as if I decide to cut it and so you know it was like I couldn't process I couldn't understand when he what he meant when he said that I had unhealed trauma but I indeed had unhealed trauma and he began to send me down this this path of just research on trauma and and understanding what it meant to really recover so I'm going to try to give this to you really quickly again this is just something God put me up on this game right and what is the game is to be told it's, it's, it's to be shared and so I want to share this with you because I do believe that this is not just for me and I want to especially talk to my black women my, my sisters right because we are notorious for going from one fight right into the next we fight we win and we go into the next and we don't recover and I'll go so far as to say that this is really and not you know I don't want to make it a race thing but you know as black people not just black women black men and women we suffer from so much trauma I feel like we constantly are living in a state of PTSD because we we witness the the trauma that us as a collective group have to experience when we see our brothers and our sisters murdered in the streets at the hands of authorities or even at the hands of of, of other um, regular individuals who just decided that life had no value this all of this is traumatizing to us right so we have to fight we win but we must recover so as I said, the Lord begins to send me down this path of really re researching trauma. Disclaimer, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a licensed therapist, but I am a researcher. I am uh, hungry for information and I, and I go as the Lord leads me. So really quickly, um, three types of trauma. Acute trauma, that means just a single incident. Maybe you were ro robbed at gunpoint or something. That's an acute trauma. That one particular thing has caused you um, to you know replay this or it has paralyzed you or whatever then there's chronic trauma that's repeated or prolonged think um domestic violence uh, a woman who's being beat 
over and over again or experience emotional or verbal abuse on an ongoing basis. That's chronic trauma. And then lastly, there's complex trauma. And complex trauma is what the Lord said, ma'am, this is right where you fit. And I'm like, what? And he began, like in my journal, he just begins to bring up things. He said, see, complex trauma is varied events that just continue to pile on. This is why he said that I, I'm suffering from unhealed trauma because I have not recovered from all of the things things that I've experienced in my life and he began to bring up the sexual assault uh various uh instances of racism blatant racism that I had experienced uh threatened prison time hey it was it was my fault but I, I was on my way to prison and I had to wrap my mind around that 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 is a that, that was a point of trauma um multiple attacks on my life all of the ways that the enemy has tried to literally kill me take me out of here and then we went through this cancer diagnosis last year all of this and this is that's just a nutshell of course there's so much more but he's like you suffer from complex trauma and you have not healed you got to go in recovery so the Lord said to me, verbatim, I wrote this down. I wrote it in my journal. I'm going to read it to you. He said, as you recover mentally, spiritually, and emotionally, you will recover all that was taken from you. You are on a full recovery mission. Whoever is listening to me, listen, listen, and listen well. You are on a full recovery mission. You will recover all. And you know, I'm gonna give you some scripture to this, but let me, let me finish painting it from a, a clinical and a practical standpoint. And then we're going to get into this word and then I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna drop this game and I'm going to get out of here. So you're going to recover all you're, This is a full recovery mission. The word recover, when we look it up in the dictionary, it means to regain, to get or obtain that which was lost. It's a few different definitions. I want to go through them really quickly. To regain, to get or obtain that which was lost. When you regain something, you're going to take back that which you lost along the way. I just told you at the beginning of this year, I was struggling. I was like, okay, God, how am I going to jump back into these ropes? I got to get back moving. But I had to regain my confidence. I had lost my confidence because I've been sitting idly by uh, since March of last year, I really haven't done much since March of 2022, right? And um, just this past Monday, a few days ago, this was that was my first official day back working in and on my business, right? So I was struggling. And I had lost my confidence. So the Lord's like, you're going to regain that confidence, you're going to regain that courage. The next definition says to recover a stolen good, to recover a town or territory which an enemy had taken. Hey, you hear that? The enemy has taken some stuff from you as a result of the trauma that you have experienced. He has taken your joy. He has taken your peace. He has taken your, your self-worth, how you even view and value yourself. There's some things that the enemy has taken from you. But recovery is where you get those things back. So you fought the good fight. You won. But now you must recover so that everything that was depleted from you can be replenished. The definition goes on to say to recover sight or sense oh that's so good because sometimes when when we um hit these traumatic situations we go through these things our vision is blurred but we, we we don't see clearly anymore i could not even stand at the top of this year people were like what are you doing this year i'm like i don't know i don't even know if i want to set any goals i don't even know if i want to make any plans and honestly 
that has worked out well for me because the Lord has continued. Even just last night, he was giving me all these downloads of things that he wants me to do this year. And here it was, I thought I was behind because everybody else, you know, they've set their goals in September. September, I was still fighting, okay? <laughs> That's what I was doing in September. So I didn't set any goals. I didn't have any plans. I started this year with a clean slate, but I said, Lord, I want you to show me what to do. And so even that I had to recover my sight. I had to be able to, I had to recover my hearing. I had to hear clearly, you know, so sometimes when you're caught up in all these situations, it's so much noise, so many distractions. I had to recover my senses. And then last it says to recover health or strength after a sickness. Well, that's right on. That's right on point for me, right? I'm coming out of all of this, these physical attacks on my body, and now I got to recover my strength. Lord, strengthen me. This should be your prayer, Lord, strengthen me, so I can get back to do that which you have called me to do. So, um, one last thing, and I'm going to share this scripture. So, there's five pillars of recovery from trauma. I found this online, and I thought this was really good because. It works well. Again, I'm not a therapist. Listen, y'all, if y'all are dealing with some deep rooted trauma, um, PTSD, find you a therapist, okay? Find you a licensed therapist who can help you to work through your stuff. This is just, I'm telling you this because this was the revelation that the Lord gave me. And um, I've been working, I've been working through my stuff. I'm working through my recovery, and I would pray that you will work through yours. So um in the recovery. In the recovery room, in the recovery room. Well, before I get to that, five pillars of recovery from trauma. Number one, maintain rigorous honesty. That's so good because you got to be honest with yourself. I had to be honest that that I was dealing with unhealed trauma. The Lord had to slap me on my head with that because, and it was so funny because a few people had said it to me. They said, Chris, you're, you do understand that you, you're dealing with PTSD. And again, I couldn't wrap my mind around that because in my mind, it was just like, okay, I got a few diagnoses last year. I broke my ankle. I couldn't walk for four months. You know, I didn't get a chance to make much money last year. Like it was so many different things going on, but I didn't recognize that as trauma. I didn't recognize that I had been through traumatizing situations. And I think the what really made it the made it trauma in my life was that it just it was just happening. It was a rapid attack back to back to back. And so number one is maintain rigorous honesty. Be honest with yourself that you're dealing with something. Be honest with God. Be honest with the people around you. I cannot stress this enough. I said this on the last episode and probably a few episodes of last year. My support system, it's no way I would have made it through last year without the people that God has strategically placed around me. Number two, exposure secrets goes hand in hand with maintaining rigorous honesty. I don't mean stand on the mountaintop and say, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. But I do mean there has to be some people around you that you can pour into. Um, confess your sins to one another that you may be healed. Confess what you're dealing with so that so that they can pray for you. They can stand in agreement with you. They can war alongside you. They can hold your arms up like Aaron and her when you get tired of fighting in the battle. Let me tell you. I was strong last year, but I had a lot of weak moments. I had a lot of moments where I had to lay on my face and cry. And, and I would I would get my cry out, but I couldn't stay there. And so I'm grateful for the people who allow me to have a moment because I'm human. 
who allow me to be like, why am I going through all of this? Why, 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 Lord? But then they would pull me up and stand me up and dust me off and pray me and, and pray for me and pray that strength back into me so that I can continue to fight because I couldn't lie down there forever. If I, if, if I lay down, it was almost a surrender like, okay, I give up, but I had to get up and continue to fight. So expose your secrets. Number three, let go. You're going to have to let go of how you think it's supposed to play out. How you think this thing is supposed to walk out. Because I thought, again, I was going to come up to this top of this year. I was going to hit the ground running, baby. And I was going to be killing it. I ain't killing nothing. The Lord said, you're going to lay here and you're going to let me slay all this stuff off of you. I have to slough off some stuff that you have um, garnered in the midst of all of this stuff that you've never healed from. Number four, remember you aren't alone. The Lord is with you and he wants you to recover all. He wants you to recover all and he wants you to recover well. And number five is know you matter. You matter. You're valuable. That's why we need you to recover. <laughs> because you're no good. Well, I won't say you're no good. But you're not as great and as, and, and as powerful and as impactful as you can be when you're fully recovered. You're still out here making noise and making moves and making waves. I can attest to that. that was, that's my story. But I will be much more impactful when I'm fully recovered. So let's go to the scripture. 1 Samuel 30 verses, verse 8. And then I'm going to pick up at verses 18 through 19. So David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, pursue for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. So David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away and David rescued his two wives and nothing of theirs was lacking, either small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything which they had taken from them. David recovered all. So here we see in verse 8, 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 8, the Lord said, you're going to recover all. Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. And then in verse 19, what happened? David recovered all. The Lord led me right to this scripture after he had spoken to me that I was going to recover all and I was going to recover well. He took me to, to David. And just a background story, if, if you're not familiar, I, you know, I'm going to encourage you to go read this story. But pretty much the Amalekites had, had, uh, just basically carried away everything that David and his troops, their wives, their, their, their belongings, their possessions, their, their cattle, all their stuff. They had taken everything, right? The David goes and he inquires of the Lord, shall I pursue this? And so why did David recover all one? Because he strengthened himself in the Lord in this time of recovery. You're going to have to strengthen yourself in the Lord. He recovered because he inquired of the Lord. Hey, I have been in my journal. I wish I could open these pages and show it to you. When the Lord told me I needed to recover every day, I was like, okay, Lord, what does recovery look like? What do I need to recover from? I'm submitting myself to this recovery process because the Lord promised me. He said, this won't even be a long work if you submit and, and let's get it done. Right? So he inquired of the Lord. Number three, David did what God told him to do. He pursued his stuff. He went after it. 
The Lord is telling you to pursue your recovery. You play victim far too long. And hear me out. I'm not saying that you don't deserve to, to be the victim. Because you very well deserve to feel like a victim. You were the victim. You you were um a, a predator did something to you. You have that right. But what I'm going to tell you is that you cannot wear that victim like a badge of honor. Take off that victim cape. You are not going to live in a perpetual state of victimhood you are a victor you have the victory this is the winner circle you fight you win and then you recover so now that you've won now that you've overcome that situation now that what the enemy intended to take you out did not do its job again it may seem like that weapon formed and that it prospered but it really didn't prosper because a prosper weapon would have done what it was intended to do. He intended for you to lose your mind. He intended to take you out. He intended to break up your family. He intended to make you give it all up. He, What he really intended was for you to turn your back on God and never look back. And it didn't work. So now that you won, it's time to recover. So you must pursue. You got to go after that stuff. I had to go after my confidence. Me on this microphone is proof that I pursued my confidence. I went to regain my voice. I had to go take my voice back. That ninja stole my voice. What are you going to do with my voice, sir? Give me back my stuff. And number four, and we, um, you'll see this in scripture. This is another reason he recovered all. And just a quick um, caveat, these four things, why he recovered all. I actually got these out of the um, commentary, David Guzik's commentary for this particular scripture. So I don't want to um, take any credit for his work. But number four is David show unexpected care and kindness to others. And when you read that passage fully, and I really want to encourage you to read it, especially if you know that I'm talking to you, if you know that, you got to go through a recovery phase or if you couldn't even put words to where you were right now, but now you're like, Oh, that's what I, I I'm in recovery right now. Um, go and read this. But what happens is after they go and seize all of the, all of the things, well, let's rewind on their way down to the, to pursue the Amalekites, um, about 200 of the, the men, they, they were tired and they couldn't go on any further. So they started off with 600 men, 200 were weary. They stayed behind. They, they stopped at a certain place and they stayed with some of the equipment and things. And the rest of the 400 men continued on with David to go and pursue and recover all. Once they got everything, the 400 men told David, listen, those who, who didn't carry, who didn't make it out there, who didn't complete the job, they don't get anything. But David said, no, no, they're still a part of the mission. They're still going to get what's what's due to them. And so in this moment, David showed that unexpected care. He showed that unexpected kindness to others. I want to talk to you all who even in the midst of everything that you have been going through, you have continued to pray for others. You have continued to give from the abundance of the blessings that God has given you. You very well could have grabbed your toys and went and hid in the corner because yeah, you had a right to. You were going through all hell 
well, but you continue to be the person who God had created you to be. You continue to pray. You you fasted for other people. You gave. You you sold in time and and love and encouragement. You gave an encouragement word, an encouraging word to somebody who was struggling in their marriage. Meanwhile, all hell was breaking out in your own home. Let me tell you, because of that, you're going to recover all. God is not unjust to forget how you have sold and labored on behalf of his people. All right. So that's why David recovered all. And that's why you will recover all. Now, really quickly, I'm just going to go through this because I'm already at the 30 minute mark, but I want to share this. No need in belaboring this to two episodes, but I want to tell you what recovery is. And again, I, I had to ask the Lord. I'm like, um, what are we doing here, sir? <laughs> what is this? What are we doing here? What What is recovery? You said I need recovery. And he took me to a vision, you know, very, very visual. And he showed me a hospital room. And so I think this was really a great visual for me because I was pretty much cut four times last year. Well, five, actually. Well, six, if you count all of the cuts on my body. Yes, I, I have six scars from last year. And so it was a great visual for me because he took me into um, every time I had surgery after surgery. What did they where did they move me to recovery? Right. To a recovery room. And so he said, this is, this is what recovery is. Recovery is a quiet place. When you go into the recovery room, there's not a lot of hoopla. There's no TVs in the recovery room. There's none of that. Why? Because that's a place of rest. That's number two. It's a place of rest. When you're in recovery, you're resting. And here I was, I was kind of battling with God. Let me be honest, because I said, Lord, I rested. I've been resting since March of 2022. How much more resting do I need? And that's hard for someone like me. But baby, let me tell you, the Lord said, no, sweetie, you were resting. You were fighting. You were fighting for your life. You were fighting in the spirit. You were warring. That's not rest. Recovery is a place of rest. So when you're moved from surgery into recovery, it's quiet. You're resting. People are coming to check on you. The nurses are in and out. They're checking to make sure that um, you responded well to everything that you just went through, that there's not going to be any setbacks, that you're, you're not going to experience any um, any reactions to any of the anesthesia that you receive. They're monitoring you. Recovery is a place of monitoring. Recovery is also a re-strengthening place. Going into surgery... You probably were a bit strong, but when they open you up and begin to take things out, now there's pain. Your body is a little weak, right? So it is in recovery where you get your strength back. It is in recovery where you're able to eat again because nine times out of 10, when you went into surgery, you were on some type of fast. You couldn't eat past a certain time, right? You had to stop eating at midnight. So you, you didn't have breakfast all morning and God forbid you had a surgery in the afternoon. You haven't eaten all day. So now I'm recovery this is when the nurses they're bringing you crackers and ginger ale and little snacks because you got to get your strength back up it's a re-strengthening place it's also a time of shedding mm. this is where i am the lord said i gotta shed you i gotta rid you i gotta purge you of all the things that trauma has deposited into you 
Trauma has left some deposits. Um, there's a book. I haven't read it yet, but I know it's on my to-do list. It's on my bucket list of books because it kept coming up in the time when the Lord was doing this ministering to me. I heard this phrase three different times. Did not even know it was a book until like the third time, but I heard the body keeps score. It was talk. It's talk. It talks about trauma. The body keeps score. The body knows what you've been through. <laughs> You're the only one that's in denial. That's why we got to go back to being honest, right? So it's a time of shedding. The Lord said, I got to get some of this stuff off of you. You're walking around bitter about some things. You're walking around with disappointment about people because of how they've treated you in the past or things that were done or how they violated you. I got to, there's some people listening to me. There's some unforgiveness that has to be rooted out of you. God has to gut you. He's like, all right, you're in recovery now. So even if you have not gone through the recovery process after those other bouts of trauma I implore you to stop now and say Lord what must I do to recover all I want all I want to recover all and I want to recover well and lastly recovery is a place where all things are made new it's a regeneration right so when you get cut and again, I have six scars. To, I'm looking at one right now as I'm talking. <laughs> when you when you get cut, that skin must regenerate. It's it's been it's been cut open, right? It's been pierced. Skin must regenerate. So the definition of regeneration is to change radically and for the better, to generate or produce a new, especially to replace by a new growth of tissue. Formed or created again, spiritually reborn. These are a bunch of definitions. Restored to a better, higher, or more worthy state. Hey, that's it right there. You're coming out of recovery better than you went in. Come on, y'all. I said this last year. Did not know this. I told you guys you were going to be stronger than you were before the break. You're coming out of recovery better than you went in. This this um, definition of regeneration means to be restored to a better, higher, or more worthy state. Elevation is your portion. You're coming out of this with an elevated mindset. You're coming out of this with an elevated faith. Your faith is going to soar to take you to new heights. You're going to believe God for some stuff. Let me tell you something. To be healed of cancer without having to go through all the rigmarole. And again, I'm not knocking that. And I'll talk more about that later. I'm not knocking the, the medical processes. I believe in Western medicine, okay? But I also believe in the power of Jehovah Rapha. I believe in the healing power of God. And so to be healed in, in a non-traditional way, I didn't take, I didn't do all the things that most people do when they hear the word cancer. I went a, a non-traditional route because I followed the spirit. I followed the spirit, okay? I kept in step with, what does the word say? Galatians 5.25, when you live by the spirit you keep in step with the spirit you walk along the spirit you walk alongside the spirit you let him lead you and guide you into all truth and so to be healed from cancer baby my faith is on a new level it's nothing that you can tell me that God cannot do on my behalf there's no battle that he's not willing to fight for me so you're coming out with an elevated faith so recovery is a time to make all things new he says in Ezekiel 36 and 26 he wants to give you a new heart he wants to put a new spirit in you he wants to take that heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh there are some of you who are walking around with a heart of stone because of the things that have happened 
the Lord says, no, recovery is a time for regeneration. I'm making all things new, all things new. There's a scripture in first Corinthians five, um, verse six and seven. <laughs> and he, he's talking about something else, but I, I'm just going to read this scripture to you because I think that even those of you who feel like, you know, I just got a, a little bit, a, a little residuals from the trauma. I'm just carrying a little bit. And some of you, you hold on to that again. You, you're right. You, you have the right to be a victim. You have the right to be labeled as a victim. But do you want to walk around with that badge of honor? And so those of you who are carrying that that resentment, who are carrying um, that bitterness and that unforgiveness, you're carrying that pain. You've allowed a uh, fear to creep in. I was there. I was fearful of stepping out again. You've allowed that fear to creep in. I want to I read this to you. 1 Corinthians 5, 6 and 7. This is the New King James Version. It says, your glory... Your glory is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Therefore, purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump. So what happens is back then, what they would do is they would continue to use um, the leaven over and over again. Right. And um, they would. But at a certain time of year, they would throw out, the bakers would throw out all the old leaven because what would happen is it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't be as effective anymore. Like it would, um, and it would also like sometimes cause disease because they had been using, and it, it's just a small amount that causes the yeast to rise. But at some point they had to throw out that old leaven because that old leaven would still taint this big, massive um batch of dough right and so here it is you're thinking that this is just something that's tiny something that's small but the lord is saying yeah this little bit of stuff it's causing it's causing um havoc in your life and you must recover you cannot go on any further and lastly recovery is a time to make sure you can hold on to all the good stuff that you've garnered you've you've gain some stuff God has put you up on some game through the things that you have been through and the Lord says recovery is going to make sure that all the good that I've done is not undone when you're at the hospital and you're lying in that recovery room after surgery the nurses are coming in they're checking they're giving you instructions so that you know how to care for your wounds so that when you get home nothing is undone they're telling you things to watch for the Lord said you're going I'm going to make sure you leave out of recovery again better than when you came in you're going to leave out with the stuff that i've given you the tools i put new things in your spiritual arsenal so that you know how to fight i have trained your hands for war in the midst of this so now you're able to see the enemy i have um i have refined your vision so you can see the enemy coming you can recognize his attacks you can see him trying to infiltrate in your children you can see the little wedges he's placing in your marriage you're coming out of recovery better than you went in so listen we fight we win but we must recover recover so i'm telling you this because i'm right here in recovery with you <laughs> i'm in recovery with you i'm on my way out because the lord he has gutted me he has shown me some things and really revealed to me what i was dealing with what i was carrying and the baggage that i needed to leave behind and um i'm i'm so happy that i'm spending this time because 
now that it, I've been exposed to all the things that I'm dealing with or the things that, you know, have just kind of compacted. And sometimes when, when you're strong in nature, when you're, when you're powerful, as I know many of you in the winter circle are, it's easy to even miss that you're carrying this trauma because you're so used to just put it, pushing it all down and just, uh, it's, it's like trauma all the way down in your big toe. Cause you just, you find all little crevices to, to stick all these experiences and, and these experiences and these situations, you find little crevices to push all this stuff. But I just told you the body's keeping score. <laughs> it didn't forget. It did not forget. So I encourage you guys. I'm way over time, but I encourage you to recover. Get before the Lord and ask him, what do I need to do, God? So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just pray that everyone under the sound of my voice, Lord, who this word uh, was intended to reach, Lord, that you just begin to reveal to them how they must recover, God. Show them the areas. Lord, that um, they are dealing with unhealed trauma. Show them those pain points that they have allowed to motivate their actions and even their thought processes, God, in, in negative ways, not in positive ways. Lord, reveal to them what they need to do to fully recover, Lord. You have promised that they will recover all and they will recover well. So I thank you, Lord, that they will inquire with you, that they will follow your directions and they will pursue and go back and get everything that belongs to them in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you in advance, God, for those who are coming out of recovery better than they went in. In Jesus name. Amen. All right, winners. That's all I got for you. Uh, remember, God puts us up on that good game because he wants us to win and not just win. He wants you to recover. So you fight you win and baby please go and recover i'll see you guys um next week <laughs> see i'm almost scared to say that because every time i've said that last year i didn't show back up but um it god willing i will be here next week and i'm super excited for all that god has in store with you in store for us because he has just been sharing so much just about all these things i've been through and i'm grateful to go through them let me just say that before i go I am grateful to go through all of these things. Um, it's not fun. I don't necessarily like the process. But what I do know is everything I go through, God gives me even more gain. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful that I get the opportunity to share it with you guys. You guys be blessed. And I'll be back. It's your girl, Kristen R. Harris. And I'm out. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of God Put Me Up On Game. I pray that something was said that set you up to win at this thing called life. Remember, this game is to be told, so don't keep it to yourself. We'll be back here next week, but in the meantime, you can come find us on all social media channels at God Put Me Up On Game. We would love to connect with you. See you later, winners. <laughs>